NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. The great cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a great cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the great cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Grey Cricketer Podcast on Fox Sports. My name is Ian Higgins. I'm joined as ever by Dave Edwards and Sam Perry and also a special guest today. Um, who will do the honours of introducing our special guest? The most Grey Cricketer guest ever. Uh, yeah, of all. We're lucky to have with us here and we literally just like picked him up as we were walking on the way to the offices. It's like a Friday night phone call when you're one short. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Great start. With the the, the CEO of Cricket New South Wales, Andrew Jones. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks, gents. Really delighted to be here and honoured to be here. You guys do a terrific job. I love the book and love the uh, tweets even more, so I'm sure the podcast will go one better. We've kind of um, progressed through our five days of the test here because we're in a a sort of whirring uh, boardroom up the top of Cricket New South Wales, and now we're in the actual boardroom. I mean, it's, are we in the room where you sit down with James Sutherland and work out which New South Wales players are going to get baggy greens? This is where you, the, the brown paper bags are in a drawer yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know what that is. No. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess, where we have the board meetings, obviously, but it's also the, the library of, of Cricket New South Wales, so it documents uh, the history of New South Wales, Australian and world, world cricket since uh, since more or less inception. So it's um, a great room to be in and um, and also where uh, a lot of the decisions are made affecting the future of, of New South Wales and therefore Australian cricket. I feel a lot more comfortable in this room as opposed to the trophy room before because we, like, we've done a book and there are books in here so yeah. I feel more yeah. comfortable here but I've never Is done... Is our book in here? I've never done... <laughs> <laughs> Can't see it anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I've never done a Sheffield Shield, you know, so um, I don't feel comfortable no. there. And you never will, mate. And I never yeah, will. Yeah, Despite never Brendan will. Julian keep asking, have you ever lifted the Sheffield Shield? No. Yeah. Why would I have ever lifted the Sheffield Shield? No, good bloke, though. Well, you'll notice outside the room there's, a, there's an empty cabinet which is uh, Sheffield Shield-sized, and that's uh, that's where the Sheffield Shield goes when we win it and can get it out of the sacker, where it, uh, for some reason, <laughs> permanently housed, was probably showing a little bit of a sense of humour from Australian cricket. Well, we'll quickly brush on the test, because it is day five here. Um, gold coin entry to the ground. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of people out there enjoying the last day of the test summer here in Australia. Uh, what are your thoughts on how it's going to pan out? Look, uh, I'm biased. It's an old New South Wales bowling attack, so I think they'll get the, uh, get the wickets. I think they asked Steve Smith if he was going to give Hilton Cartwright a bowl, and he, yeah. he uh, said, oh, 
we'll see. Uh, <laughs> talking about the virtues of his two spinners and two fast bowlers. So, yeah. look, I think they'll get the wickets. I think Pakistan are, are tired and, and uh, they've shown through the season, uh, through the series, periods of you know, great fight, but then uh, um, a tendency to you know, lose wickets in clumps. Not that that's peculiar to Pakistan, but I think uh, we'll be good enough to, to knock them over. So we're recording this uh, just before lunch on the final day and probably the, the most disappointing thing has already happened today and that Eunice won't be getting his 10,000th test mm. run. Mm. Um, he just fancied a lunch circuit apparently. Mm. He's chipped one to Jackson Bird at, mm. at mid-on who's taken a lot of catches for a substitute fielder which mm. seems to happen all the time but he's taken, he took one at Gully the other night uh, took another one that innings as well so he's got three grabs so he's probably going to be close to in the team song. <laughs> well, it's funny, it's funny you say that here, guys, because oh, Andrew, you you obviously had a, your own great cricket career. Yeah. We were just talking about team songs before, and we'll get to it in a second, but do, do you want to perhaps describe what great cricket means to you from a playing point of view? Oh, I mean, great cricket is the, is the um, I guess, the engine room of and the spiritual home of New South Wales cricket. Um, and Sydney Test cricket. Sydney <laughs> Test cricket, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and uh, uh, even though we've rebranded it Premier Cricket, you guys oh, are, is that because are of staying us? strong. <laughs> we always wonder if it was because of us. We're actually <laughs> genuinely considering a, like, a submission. Um, yeah. A change.org. Yeah. Yeah. People will be calling it great cricket for another 50 years, so don't, don't worry about that. But, <laughs> Um, no, look, it's, you know, for a, a lot of us, uh, you know, we, we always say strategically great cricket is the the, um, the the top of the bottom and the bottom of the top. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's the top of community cricket and, and obviously the bottom of the, the professional, um, uh, not pathway so yeah, much, but pro- yeah. professional cricket structure. And it's where players with aspirations to play for New South Wales or Australia or the Six or the Thunder or whomever ply their trade. In relative anonymity, sometimes um, week after week, but it's also where where the you know the best of the weekend warriors gather mm. and um, and uh, you know average eighteen um, with the bat and forty five <laughs> with the ball and uh, and talk rubbish. Numbers. Numbers. Yeah. 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 And then demand that's selection. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly right. So um, you know I've, I've got a great fondness for it, and um, you know I've spent many many Saturdays uh, uh, at. Uh, David Phillips and and uh, other grounds around Sydney, um, you know, not getting better at the game, but um, but enjoying it nevertheless. So, if you had to describe yourself as a cricketer, mm. I mean, you mentioned averages around eighteen and bowling average of forty five. Were you a batsman or a bowler, and, and what were your numbers? Uh, and this is at Uni New South Wales. This is at Uni of yeah. New South Wales. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, let's just say my passion for the the game is demonstrated by the fact that I, th- I played somewhere between one hundred and fifty two hundred games. Not sure exactly for for Uni, and, and averaged about eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. So, somebody about, who does it about, so about, so about badly for so long must really love it. Um, I always enjoyed captaining the most. Um, you know, I found the strategy of cricket um, and the leadership elements really enjoyable in the social aspects and uh, I was a, a battling opening batsman. Poor man's Matthew Renshaw. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think about 1% of my career runs were scored in front of square on the offside. Yeah. Um, but you wore a suit to training so you got the captain's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 20% from Nick's through, uh, through Gully when Gully didn't catch them and then the rest were behind square on the onside. So very, very limited batsman, but um, but very passionate one. Having said that, I opened the batting for most of my career and then late in the piece batted number five and it was a different world down there. That was, uh, that's where, uh, that's where the, cir- the, circuit, uh, the circuit men bat and uh, it was uh, so easy. I could have averaged at least 23 if I'd batted yeah. number five. It's only reason Steve Moore averaged about 50. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a pattern emerging here because you played at Union New South Wales in grade cricket. We know you're the CEO of Cricket New South Wales, the CEO of the A-League, David Gallup 
played at Union New South Wales as well. And we know Todd Greenberg played at Randwick. I mean, what is it with grade cricket producing people of the executive class? And you, you know, I'm just looking at your Wikipedia here page as well, Andrew. You have an MBA from Stanford Uni. You worked at McKinsey and Company. So did you read broadsheet papers <laughs> and uh, was immediately branded a rare unit? Well, I played a lot of uh, lot of sixth grade as well as a fair bit of fifth grade. So I was often umpiring when I, when I wasn't uh, wasn't batting, which was mostly. Um, so I didn't get a lot of time to, to do the, the newspaper. But my dad would always do the crossword. He played for uni as well, as well as a couple of years at Bankstown, three years at Bankstown, and uh, he was a mad crossword doer, but uh, I'd usually be umpiring or, or did scoring. You, did you ever play with your dad in a cricket match? Uh, not, not, a, not a great game. He, he retired, um, or he moved to Victoria uh, when I was in first year uni, I think, so I don't think we overlapped at the... Just to play in the club. So as soon as you started playing great cricket, he, he moved into state. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. Once he saw me play, he got out of there. Um, Just got out of the state, yeah. <laughs> Could get out of but Dave, Dave Gallup was certainly around when I, when I started. I started the club in first year uni, which is 92, um, and uh, and Dave Gallup was a first grade fixture at that stage, very good player. I think he probably got 240-odd wickets mostly in, in first grade, so... Um, you know, he's a cricketer first, uh, a rugby league man second, and I think uh, soccer was uh, um, uh, a day job. convenience. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, you you were actually the president of Union New South Wales for quite a while, and so you, you were quite familiar with uh, all things UNSW, including the club song. We talked about club songs a couple of days ago with uh, poet laureate Jeff Lennon, <laughs> also a cricket writer, a German, and um, and a German. He. Um, <laughs> And he analysed a couple of club songs. He analysed North Sydney's club song and Gordon's. And I just wanted to uh, get your thoughts. And, and firstly, perhaps you can even read out the lyrics or if you can remember them uh, from UNSW and their, and their team song, which I believe was, was uh, sung to the tune of The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. That's right. It's called The Grundler. I might come back to the lyrics, but I think on club songs generally, I always, hate, I always hated them. I, I couldn't stand. And we, we lost more than we won probably. Um, uh, mainly owing to an opening batsman who was only averaging 18, so it's hard to win with <laughs> top order underperforming like that. I always hated, you know, you'd had a hot day and a hot two days, you've just been beaten, you haven't done very well yourself, and then you've got a bunch of yobbos shouting some um, barely literate um, and certainly tuneless ditty uh, through a, a wafer discussion and wall. No one's ever called a club song a ditty. Yeah. I always, <laughs> Should we do the ditty? Yeah. <laughs> I always found it, you know, vulgar, um, <laughs> frankly, and uh, and ungracious. You, mm. I was taught to be gracious in, in defeat and gracious in victory, and I always found club songs, you know, um, in the ungracious ungracious category. Um, having said that, when we won, of course, we sang with gusto, so... Um, <laughs> um, Did you abuse walls and stuff like that and get <laughs> Well, I think the good thing about it, the thing I always liked about our club song, uh, like a good uni club, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously, so the, the words are, instead of along the lines, we're great, we're great, we're great, uh, aren't we great, what a great bunch of mates. Um, <laughs> yeah. like we drink, best, we all drink, don't we? Yeah, yeah we, we all drink. Drink, and yeah, like drink. We're number one, we are best. We work hard, we, we hate dope. our wives. <laughs> that's uh, that's not uh, lives pronounced by Bill Laurie. That's uh, that's just wives. That's um, actually a uni song. Ours, you know, I've got a, a sense of humour associated with them, and uh, are really about lazy, lazy cricketers more than uh, weak opponents. So uh, self-deprecating. Yeah, and I think. Uh, uh, now I'll forget a few lines because we we didn't win enough to uh, have it down pat, but uh, it goes along the lines of, uh, and it is to the gambler on a on a warm Saturday, Arvo on a wicket doing nothing, 
Uh, me and my partner were both too tired to run. Uh, so we took turns in grundling singles down the fine leg till boredom overtook us and we began to slog. And then the chorus, you've got to know when to grundle, know when to pongo, know when to save your legs, know when to run. Uh, you never count your savums when you're out there in the centre. There'll be time enough to count them when the drinking's done. Ah, uh, always <laughs> drinking. Yeah, yeah, so drinking's in there, yeah. Aside from that, very good. It's actually self-deprecating, yeah, yeah, I like it. It's actually, yeah. As you can see it being sung with gusto, though, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's, yeah. Uh, like, it's got a tune. Well, the tune breaks out every now and then. So that actually is a ditty. Like, if that yeah. was, yeah. It's not barbaric. You can't really bash a stump against a bin. It's not a war cry. It's, it's not, not a war cry. Guy. It's not primitive. <laughs> it's very sophisticated. We'll have to send it to Lemon, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for further analysis. Yeah, 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 we might just yeah. need to write something and we'll post it up. Yeah. Just on administration, mm. Andrew, it's often said that you know sledging in grade cricket is worse than it is at test level. It's more aggressive. <laughs> yeah. When you were the president of Union New South Wales, was that more aggressive uh, and political than being the CEO of Cricket New South Wales? Oh, I'll be honest with you. My time in, in grade cricket and lower grade, lower grade cricket, there's very, very little sledging. I think there's a, you know, there's a bit of you know, um, encouragement of the bowler, the odd comment on your technique, but very, very little sledging. You know, usually young guys and uh, everyone's in fifth grade, so there's, there's not that much to be proud of on either side. Um, so I think that the sledging um, issues is grossly overstated. And even at, even at first class and international level, I don't think there's, there's really that much. I think that's... It's kind of glorified, isn't it, a little bit? Yeah, I think it's uh, probably that was the case more in the past, but it's also something that uh, people who don't like cricket like to hold against cricket without any real knowledge of the facts. But it was never really... Um, a factor in my time, and in fact, you know, a um, bit like the people in your your books, the the um, and tweets that the sledges are more likely to come from teammates than the opposition, <laughs> um, because uh, we certainly bowled a lot of rubbish and and played a lot of bad shots along the way. Mm. Well, we thought um, we might get you to help us out with a few questions that have come in overnight. This is the Ask TGC. Segment, uh, you're obviously a richly experienced great cricketer yourself, uh, and you know that's before we even talk about you being the lord of cricket in New South Wales. Uh, so th- this one's I can tell you, by the way, just before you get onto that, that uh, the the best preparation for this job it was running UNSW Cricket Club, and and I can assure you it's a lot easier to run cricket in New South Wales than it is to run a great yeah. cricket club because you've got <laughs> fifteen or sixteen million dollars on your balance sheet rather than fifteen or sixteen dollars on your balance sheet, <laughs> and, uh, and that's probably easier again than than being a, a lower grade. Captain, I was the guy who was, you know, making 30 or 35 calls on a Thursday to try and get 11, and then another 10 on, yeah. on, uh, on Friday and Saturday to try and, try yeah, and yeah, get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. You've always yeah, got, you've yeah. always got 11, and you don't have to worry because you say, yeah. "I'm going to pay you, you know, X yeah. grand to play for New South Wales, and you're available." Yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah. Can you make it? Oh, I'd say that. Yeah, we've got a game against Queensland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, this one's Where in from, from Adam Bedford. Uh, so it's an easy one. Why? Why are you all so bloody hard to find on Twitter? Is it because you finally found some gloves, Dave? <laughs> well, he's got that wrong. It's, it's, me. Me. it's me always asking for gloves. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't know. Yeah, he's got the names wrong. Yeah. We um, haven't even vetted some of these. I got one here from Connor Hughes, uh, which I haven't vetted. Brush that, okay. Um, <laughs> in a long running debate with a couple of mates from my park cricket T20 summer side, is there a difference between dropping a catch and being so bewildered by the sun and a swirling highball that you run out of position and don't get a hand on the ball? I supposedly robbed my mate of his best figures of the 2014-15 season by doing the latter, yet have repeatedly suggested to him that the fact I didn't touch the ball means that no chance was created. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a statistic for, like, just... Yeah. 
blatantly missing a ball, yeah. and so it's not well, a that was catch. actually That was actually always my go-to. If I didn't get a hand on a catch, it doesn't go down as a chance because I didn't get a hand on it. Yeah. So, um, so I'm all for that. Uh, feeble, feeble excuse. I think it's worse. It's worse mm. to uh, not get a hand on it, and it's even worse to then make an excuse about the sun. That's that's right down there. With, I mean, it had spin on it. As, yeah. as, 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 yeah. Well, you're always kind of caveating any chance, aren't you? Like when the ball's up in the air, even if there's no sun, I'll put my hand up. Yeah, yeah. I'll like run around in a circle. Just when know, the ball to, goes in the air, you're already thinking of excuses. As how as am as I going to explain this? this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll use an, a, a, an analogy. To, I guess that this is really the, the final explanation for all of these things. I, I was captaining in, in fives one day and there was this guy you know played across his um, played across the line and was a bit iffy outside off stump and it was very clear that you know if you just bowled one fifth stump on a length moving away that he'd nick it um, and uh, the first ball middle stump hit through the leg side so look why don't we just bowl fifth stump and you know we'll nick him off second ball um on the pads, whip the way through the leg side, so the bowl said, "Look, I'm out of ideas." Yeah, it'd be great. Just try a fifth, fifth stump, yeah, you know, um, on a length moving way. That'd be great. Wouldn't him off. Next ball on the pads, <laughs> whip the way. Said, "Mate, all we've got to do is bowl fifth stump on a length moving way, and we'll nick this bloke off." And he said, "Jonesy, there's a reason I'm in fifth grade. I'm not doing this deliberately. It's because I can't. Oh, it's vulnerable. That's great. And uh, I just can't do it." I can't do it. And that's like the same with catches. The reason I yeah. dropped it is because I'm not very good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate my teammates or the bowler. I just can't catch the ball. Exactly. See, as, a, as a captain, you should have said, you should have still said bowl fifth line, but then take yeah. your third slip out and put him in a second square leg or yeah. a second catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way. Yeah. If you like bowling plans, I remember hearing a story, just in, just in case of name dropping more. But yeah, this, story, this story actually doesn't involve me, but mm. it was just, I was told this second hand. Mm. But it was back in the days when the War Brothers, um, who were good, played for Bankstown. And, and this guy that I was talking to played for Sydney Uni. And they were playing in a semi-final and they all met on the Friday night beforehand and were thinking of ways to get out the War Brothers um, and the one the way they figured out to get Steve War out was to run him out at the bowler's end because when he like goes back he always had a very pronounced back foot drive which was mm-hmm. sort of his shot and he and he was uh, famous for that. So their plan was to bowl back of a length to get him back because often he like hits and runs. Yeah. Yeah. So he was so far deep in his crease that he'd be behind, behind the eight ball, yeah. as it were. Yeah. So they were going to run him out at the bowler's end. So that was the plan for that was the plan for Steve War. That they planned for um, how many did he hit that day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's still batting. Yeah. yeah. This was in the eighties. Yeah. When they put on four hundred, the War Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and then to get Mark War out, um, they didn't have any ideas. And so um, this one guy put his hands up and he just said, I think we should just bowl on his pads. And everyone sort of, everyone sort of looked around and just said, why would you bowl on Mark Wars? Like, that's his, once his one shot. And he said, I just want to stand there at mid-off and just go, great shot, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a variation on that story, um, again, secondhand, but someone who did play the game uh, against Bankstown. I think they were playing for Hawks. I think it was up at Benson's Lane and, and uh, they just kept bowling straight to Mark War And... Uh, he missed one. An hour and a half later, um, <laughs> brings up his hundred and uh, walks off, and his teammates say, oh, "Great hundred, junior!" And he just goes, "Turn those blokes watch television." <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe. That. Oh, yeah. I, I want to believe it. Yeah. 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 So here's the next one coming through from Lee Jones. I, I don't know if it's a relation. How do I maintain my rig and pipes while sitting on the couch and watching 12 hours of cricket a day? <laughs> That's the eternal question. Yeah. Yeah. Backless couch, just lean back, you know, 15 degrees and uh, on, a, on a, you know, on, yeah. a, on a stool. That'll keep the, keep the abs tight and uh, 
and then hit. So you're saying you crouch in. Yeah, you just just leaning back a little, just sort of in that position. You just do dips on the sides of the couch. Yeah, in between overs, ad breaks, push ups to get get five sets of ten push ups for the week. Yeah, it could be an idea like the rig and pipes couch. It just actually has like inbuilt bars on it. Are you thinking we should do like a like a six minute abs type thing, like from something yeah. about Mary, just like for, for cricket? I think there's some, there's some marketing in that. I think put your beer on a barbell, so you've got to <laughs> yeah, some turtles to drink it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mitch Walkerden writes in and says, "I'm an average bat at best, but I'm averaging 141 at one particular ground. Am I right to tell anyone who will listen?" Yes, and never play there again. I was going to say, yeah, never yeah. play there again. Yeah, ever. Yeah, that's that's. That's amazing. What was that, 114? 141 at oh, one particular oh, ground. I think that was Mitch's way of saying that he scored 140. Yeah, he scored so, 140, yeah. yeah. I like how people go, am I right to tell anyone, but they've written it they've in. They've written it in, yeah. Mm. Great cricket. Yeah, hoping for a retweet. Mm. <laughs> so there's one other one here, boys, from uh, Andrew Suters on yeah. Facebook. He says, Josh Hazelwood signed my hat, and I said, thanks, champ, by reflex. Have I just outfitted an Australian test player, and if not, when should I move to England? <laughs> Great question. I was really hoping that what he was going to say was he, he got Josh Hazelwood to sign his hat and Hazelwood wrote thanks, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, has he outfitted him? Yeah, he definitely has outfitted him accidentally. We were just talking before about, um, about the word champ, weren't we? We were talking mm. with uh, uh, Afro and Andrew Wu in the press box, and mm. uh, we were talking about the... Drop the name. Yeah. Drop the name, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we are talking about how you can make that an extension like because champ is obviously so common now but you, yeah. you're looking for new ways to use champ so he was you know, yeah. we, we've said before championship that's yeah, thanks point. championship thanks championship yeah. just anything with the word champ Champs-Elysee yeah. <laughs> Ryan Carter suggested that Champs-Elysee is yeah. the new champ <laughs> yeah. um, Champs-Elysee Champs-Elysee yeah. Champions League Champions League yeah, yeah just say uh, how you going good thanks Champions League yeah <laughs> about yeah. Gordon's uh, fifth grade ground boat champ oh. <laughs> I always thought it was oh, Beecham I never play there again <laughs> I always thought it was Beecham it's always boat champ this one uh, it was a similar kind of line <laughs> of, of questioning here comes from Liam Maroney need advice tad long winded but here we go you seem like good blokes you're wrong there as an opening bowler for my school team who still wears his club top we don't have a uniform from the previous year to alpha my teammates and the opposition I walked out to bat at seven with a few overs to go the keeper who the previous batsman on my team had referred to as a flog constantly after getting out so he's obviously from Melbourne shouted out as I walked up to the crease oh I used to play for that club after seeing my top was it too far to flat out say used to what did you get drop champ a second his mouth closed. <laughs> I find it really jarring to think of someone walking out to bat and having such an elaborate comeback. Um, so, what's the question? Is it was it right for him to do it? Well, he just said, was it too far to flat out say that? It's never, it's never too far. It's not too far. It's just a weird, it's just a weird interaction that you've had. <laughs> so you sound like a weird bloke. Keep writing in, please, love us. I, I have to issue a clarification. <laughs> I referred to one of our posters yesterday as Max Wilson. His name's Max Denning. Apologies, that's Max. That's because Zach Wilson wrote in. I right. Think. Yeah, right. I, I, I saw that message. Did you right. see this one from Ryan Brady on the Twitter machine? Next time my wife asks for a massage, should I reach for my kookaburra bat oil? <laughs> <laughs> the linseed, the linseed rub. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that they had uh, branded bat oil, like each... each yeah. 
Who's Bradley still Cook calling Bones? They, they, uh, the, I think you'll find the, the jar says um, um, it's flammable, so I would <laughs> right. recommend it. I yeah. think you're not allowed to well, maybe store it. Maybe a bit of sandpaper at the end of the massage. Yeah, I'm sure. the lid on and... Uh, uses lubricant. Just keep that in mind. Mm. But who's oiling bats? That's not a thing anymore. Well, I used to do it with my dad. It was one of the yeah. great ways to bond with him. Yeah. Uh, was, and difficult to find ways to bond with him. <laughs> but I know he's a lovely guy. But you know, when I was... But um, when I was ten, you know, I used to go down with my with my GM, and you know, one of the things we would do every week was oil the bat, wait a day or two, sandpaper it off. Yeah, you know, pure masculinity in its mm. finest form. It smells good too. <laughs> Smell good too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to take that. Yeah. Linseed high. Yeah, well, I think we would probably <laughs> linseed high. <laughs> Still chasing that first yeah. high. We'll probably come to our, come to the end of our five day festival of podcasting at the SCG. It's great to have finished in the cricket New South Wales boardroom. You yeah. apparently get much higher. Mm, beautiful to... mahogany table, mm. uh, leather bound chairs, mm. Winston almanacs everywhere, mm. and the CEO and the CEO of Cricket New South Wales, Andrew Jones. Mm. Well, thanks, Jens. It's been a great treat to host you here and an even bigger treat to be on the, on the show. So thank you and keep up the good work. Really enjoy your stuff. So we're, we're back. We're back. Uh, regular broadcasting yeah. schedule will resume next week. Mm. We'll head into Fox Sports. We'll, um, we'll bring some high-vis gear to find each other in that dark, dark room. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, thanks for tuning in each week. The feedback's been great. Keep your questions coming in. Hashtag AskTGC. Twitter, Facebook, you know the drill. Catch you next week.